Right. Let's uh, start a new Masech, the Baruch Hashem. We're starting Masech as Kedushin starting at a new Mishnah. Some of the ideas we're going to be seeing in this Masech are familiar to us. We've spoken about Kedushin throughout Shas probably hundreds of times. And of course, the most basic construct that we need to know about marriage is that the Yiddish marriage is in two stages. Kedushin is an act of betrothal. Uh, not the secular American version of betrothal, which has no halachic teeth at all. This is an actual act that restricts her from marrying anybody else, as we will soon see. And the second act is the chuppah or nisuin, where they go through the sheva brachos. The interruption of reading a get is not because of... It's you not... It's it interrupted. What? You mean what did I say? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's like a very nice... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, my rule is I'm not starting over. So let's get things. Yeah, seriously. No, it's mama's true. So it, and when we have people reading the Ksuba in between, that's just to separate the two. But Lamaisa, the fundamental aspects of Kedushin uh, and uh, of marriage in general is Kedushin followed by Nisuin. We're going to start by learning about Kedushin. The first Mishnah opens right at the top. Ha'isha nikneis b'shlosha drachim. A woman can be acquired in three different methods, as we'll see. The kona esatzma, and she gets herself back. Namely, she can get out of marriage. Let's go through the first set. Nikneis bekesef bishtar ubebia. A woman is able to be acquired in kiddushin through money. That's haret mekudeshet zeh betabasu kedas Moshe Yisrael through shtar by writing it down in a document. Bebia, or if the couple is intimate, the shame kiddushin that also works. And bekesef beshame omer bedinar v'shavadinar. That's a that's a specific coin with a specific amount of money. And we pass in like the latter shita uveisel omer bepruto v'shavapruto. If you'll remember, one of the cases we saw right at the end of Masechah's Giddens is how we tried to marry a woman with a small amount of fruit left on the pit, but it was less than the Shabbat Pruta. Shabbat Pruta is a few pennies. It's really difficult to find something that isn't a Shabbat Pruta, a safety pin. I'm just saying it's like small little tiny things. Good. The Kama, he Pruta, how much is this Pruta? Echad mishmona be'isar ha'italki. Rashi says that this is made out of silver. V'chuleh. Uh, a woman can acquire herself back, namely, she is again no longer married um, through a get. If the husband provides her with an appropriate halachic document, see the last 90 blot that we've learned, and as well with the death of the husband, she instantly falls back to being a single woman and she is now an eligible bachelorette to get married. Lastly, in our Mishnah, Yavama nicknames Bibia. Yavama doesn't really get married through, through typical forms. On a Torah level, she gets married through Bia. We do have a rabbinic form of marriage, as we've spoken about with the Yavama, called Maimer. That's true, but it's rabbinic in nature. But Midoraisa, the mechanism of marriage for a Yavama, is when they are intimate. The Kones Asma Bechalitza. When does a Yavama get her life back? When is she now single again? That is if the if Chalitza is done, if she does Chalitza, or if the Yavam dies, and of course there are no other, there are no other brothers. For the first blot today, we're going to be analyzing some of the language as to why we've chosen, why the why Rebbe chose some of the language in our Mishnah as we have it. For example, says the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom, Aisha Nikneis. Why over here in this parak does it start with Aisha Nikneis, that a woman can be acquired? Rashi says in the beginning of the second parak, why is it over there? Why, why, are the, why are the languages inconsistent? Just, you know, we, we like consistency, we like patterns, we like poetry. 
make it work. Why did you change your language? So why is it that over there we said the Tanish Mikaj says the Gemara Mishum de Kabayle Misne Kesef. The reason why we wanted to make sure we had the word Kenyan in our Mishnah and therefore Haisha Nikneis is because we're talking about a transaction of Harat Mikudashes Liba Tabazukdas Moshe Bishal with a financial transaction. The Kesef Minel. And how do we know that Kesef actually works for an acquisition? Says the Gemara, a very important Xerah uh, Shabbat, as we're going to see throughout this parak. P.S. This is the longest parak in Shas. It's in the, I think it's 41 blood, 40, it's very long, whatever. So it says the Gemara, Bekesef Minali, how do we know that the Kenyan works when if a man were to give a coin of some kind, something that Shabbat proves it to a woman that they're married? Gomar, we have a tradition of Kicha Kicha, Miste Ephron, from the story of Ephron when Avram needed to bury his wife, Ksip Hacha. In one pasuk it says, Ki Kachish Isha, the word Kach, uh, Yikach is in there, which is to purchase. And by Ephron, it has the same language again. And how do we know that Kicha, okay, you showed me that Kicha and Kicha are the same. That's great. How do we know that Kicha is a Kenyan? Uh, there we see the word Kana, and then we know by Ephron, he said Kach in a previous sense, as we just saw in the previous line, and therefore we know that it works. You buy the same Inami on the top of Bezim and Bez. Another possibility as to how we know that the word Kach uh, has anything to do with Kenyan is because Sados Bakesef Yiknu, that you can purchase things with money. And therefore, to me, that's why our Mishnah says, Ha'isha Nikneis. Great. So says the Gemara, if it's true that our Mishnah needs to be the way that it is because of Kesef, so then Venisne Hasam, then in the beginning of the second parak where it says Ha'ish Mekadesh, why don't we change that language to Ha'ish Kona? Stay consistent. You've determined that in our parak, in our Mishnah, in the Resha, in the beginning of our Mishnah, that it has to say Ishaniknes because of Kesef. But then fine, why don't we stay consistent and in the second parak also talk about Ha'ish Kone? Why don't we have this language be consistent about Kenyan in both this parak and in the second parak? The Gemara says, because Me'ikara in the first Mishnah, our Mishnah, Tani Lishna de Oraisa. We're going to start with a stronger language. Our Mishnah starts with a language that's a Kenyan to Orisa. If a man walks over to a woman and says, with whatever that's a Shavah Pruta Kedas Moshe Yisrael, she is fully married. And in that, she is not allowed to, allowed to marry anybody else. And that if she sleeps with someone at this point who she's not allowed to, she may be killed. It's pretty severe. Mm-hmm. She's actually not allowed to sleep with her husband at the moment. And nowadays, we do at our weddings, we do Kiddushin and Nisuin just moments apart, separated by the Kriya Ksuba. But back in the day, as we learned in Masechah's Ksubas, there was often 12 months of time between the Kiddushin and the Nisuin, a long time. But today, they're very close to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started with the language in our Mishnah, which is the Oraisa, Ulevisov, Tini Lishna Derabanon. In the second parak, when it says, Ish Mekadesh, that is a language that is Derabanon. Did you ever wonder why Kiddushin is called Kiddushin, sanctification? So here's a Gemara. This needs to be, this is Margala Bapuma. You need to store this in your pocket when people start talking about Kiddushin so you can pull this out of the Shabbos table. What is the rabbinic language around Kiddushin? Says the Gemara, A woman becomes usher to others. Just like when you are maktish something. If I'm maktish, my material, my clothing, my wealth to the base of mikdash, it's mukdash. No one can touch it. Same is true by Anisha. The language of kiddushin that we use by a woman is because she is like hektish and that once the husband is maktish, his maktish, makadesh, his wife, once a person is maktish their belongings, it becomes usher like hektish, so too she becomes usher to everybody else. That's where we get the language of kiddushin from. Very good. Says the Gemara, okay, In our Mishnah, it says, nikneis. But who's doing the Kenyan over here? It's not the woman. Why are we saying the woman is acquired? Why don't we say the man acquires? 
That would have made a lot more sense. Says the Gemara, that can't be. Our Mishnah cannot say Ha'ish Ha'ish Kone because Mishum de Kaboy Lemisna Seifa. What do we see at the end of our Mishnah? It's really not the end, but it's the middle of our Mishnah. He's, it says, Vikona es Atma, she can acquire herself back. And that is Bidida. That's referring to her having nothing to do with the husband per se. She acquires herself back. And therefore, Tana Nami Resha Bidida. We also have in the Resha, that's something that's referring to. So we can't say Ha'ish Kone in our Mishnah. We need it to be Ha'isha Nikneis because the Seifa of the Mishnah is talking about a Kenya that only applies to her, which is she's getting her life back. He's not making a Kenyan when they get divorced. He's he's untethering the, the cars and they, they're, they're uncoupling. They're done. Their relationship's over. So therefore that wouldn't work. Okay. The Nisne, why doesn't our Mishnah say, why doesn't our Mishnah say Ha'ish Kone Umakne, that a man acquires and uh, can allow her to acquire by separating her, says because Mishum de Ika because one of the ways that a woman earns her freedom again is when the husband dies. And that's not the husband doing anything in regards to uncoupling the two, but rather means Shemayahu de Maknila. That's a Kodesh Baruch Hu's decision. When a husband dies, a husband dies, and then the couple's over. But that's not something where the husband is Makne. A husband's not Makne her back to her own self after he dies. So therefore, the language is wrong. By Yisema, there's another possible answer over here. Itana Kona, had it said Kona over here, then Hava Mina Filu Balkorcha, that maybe a person can get married Balkorcha. A man could force a woman to get married. Therefore, Tana Isha Nikneis, the woman has to be part of the process. That's what we refer to. That only when they marry from their own das, from her own das, that's when the marriage actually counts. You cannot force a marriage. No such thing. So if a man says, take this or die, and she takes it, they're still not married. It doesn't matter because you forced it. That's not how it works. We have a similar halacha that we were just speaking about, about a get ma'usa. You can't, uh, there's scenarios where you have to be, this time your husband, actually, because we can't force a husband to give again. Okay. That's the Gemara. So far, we're a third of the way down. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that there are, if you look back in our Mishnah, it opens Aisha Nikneis Bishalos Drachim. A woman can be acquired in three ways. Now, unlike most of Hebrew, where the word shlosha, or let's say um, what word would it be? Any word that ends with a hey, right? That's typically female, not with numbers. With numbers, it's the reverse. Shalosh, which is lacking the hey, is feminine, Nikeva, and shlosha is masculine. So here the Gemara is bothered because the actual Kenyan, even though we're referring to it through the lens of a woman, because as we spoke about earlier, it's uh, it's bidida, it has to be on her terms. But why is it that we use the language of shalosh, which is a language that is feminine, listening shlosha? It should, it should have said shlosha because the man's the one doing the Kenyan, says the Gemara, because mishum de kabayle misni derech v'derech lashon nekevahi, because the word derech is a female word, which is uh, we wouldn't have thought off the cuff, but that's what the Gemara says. We'll see soon that there are some conflicting reports about the word derech, but as as it stands, the word derech is nekeva, and if the word derech is nekeva, then we need the word shalosh to be nekeva because the sentence has to be grammatically correct. You will let them know the path that they shall go on. Haderech and ba that shows us that the word derech is feminine, and if the word derech is feminine, and our Mishnah says haisha nicknames b'shalosha drachim b'shalosh drachim, so therefore shalosh has to be in the feminine because derech is a feminine word. I the word derech at its shoresh is. Uh, doesn't no the, the, we're not looking at it that way no the word derech inherently that was the raya that was just brought over here what does our mishnah say yeah but no the the, the raya over here is that derech fundamentally at, at its shoresh is considered to be a masculine um a feminine word 
And also the yud mem at the end of a word versus vav saf is not always a raya because sometimes it flips based on the previous word. So that's also just a grammatical thing. Uh, right, exactly. So because that uh, flips depending on the previous word, so inherently we have to look at the shoresh. That's what the Gemara is saying over here is that the word derech has a feminine implication in the pasuk of uh, third of the way down. Says the Gemara, wait one second. I know a, I know a source says the Gemara, that shows us that derech is another another type of uh, gender. The Allaha Ditznan, should be Ditznan, it's a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah that is found in Zavin. Beshiva drachem bodkenes hazav. Well, what's a Zav? A Zav is a man. So there we see the word derech, and we see the word Zav, and look at the first word in that Mishnah, Beshiva. Was that masculine or feminine? That's masculine. So here we see that there's a masculine usage of the word uh, of a number, next to the word derech, which implies that derech is a masculine word. So therefore, says the Gemara, why, is it, why don't we say nisni sheva? If what you're saying is that derech is always female, and therefore it should it should be a female reference and the cave a number, then it should say sheva and not shiva with a hey at the end. Says the Gemara, mishum de kaboy lemisni derech, ve'ashkechan derech de ikri lashon zachar. We have precedent that sometimes the word zachar itself is a masculine word. In other words, the word derech kind of pivots. It really depends on what's going on in the context of the Pasuk. The word derech is not inherently nekeva or zachar. It really just depends on the context. Where do we see a usage of the word zachar that's purely masculine? In that case, we see, we see shiva in the Pasuk. Shiva with the hey at the end is masculine. And that is because the word derech in this Pasuk must be masculine. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then we have a more fundamental issue, which is that the psukim, the word derech seems to not have a, a proper understanding. It says the Gemara halfway down, if this is true, and we're going to be going until four lines from the bottom of the page. We have a double stira. We have some psukim where derech seems to be flipped, uh, sometimes zachar, sometimes nakeva. And the other way as well, we seem to have a scenario where sometimes uh, the Mishnahists don't agree. So the Gemara says, The psukim are not a problem. In one case, we're talking about Torah. That's the Pasuk of This is a Pasuk that is found in Sefer Shemos, which was talking about Torah. So the word Torah is a feminine word. And therefore, in that case, the word uh, the word Zachar, the word Derech, uh, in that case, is a feminine word. Uh, Look at the words, Torah Hashem is Tamima. That is a feminine word. Therefore, that's why in that Pasuk it says uh, it says uh, uh, the word Nekeva. So Derech there is Nekeva. Hasam over there in the Pasuk, over there when we're talking about a Milchama, which is a Pasuk that we referenced earlier, men are the ones who typically are involved in battle and not women. And therefore, so therefore there's no steer in the Pesukim. The word derech does in fact depend on the context of the Pasuk. And then the Gemara also says two lines before the wide lines. Why? In one pasuk, when we're talking about a woman, one of the Mishnahs, our Mishnah is talking about a Nekeva. But the Mishnah that we learned about about the Zav that was talking about a man. So then, first of the long lines, only men have to check their Zav. 
there's a, there's a pouch that uh, we've learned about in Shas, where there's a pouch that wraps around the aver, around the gid, to make sure that we can see the discharges to see what's going on. So only a man has to do that. The in darko shall badek, a woman doesn't have to do that. Why doesn't a woman have to check for her zav discharges? Because says the Gemara, to ha'isha nami ba'onis metama, doesn't matter why she sees it. Whatever she sees, even if it's bonus, she's going to be tamea. Therefore, because in, in that Mishnah, which was talking about um, the Mishnah that was talking about Azav, where he's Beshiva with a hay at the end, Drachim, Beshiva, Drachim, Bodkin, Azav, therefore Tani Lashon Zachar. So the Gemara skirts out of the issue where the word Derech can be understood in both ways, and it really very much depends on context. And says the Gemara, my time of Tani Shalosh. Why is it that you said shalosh? What did we just say? It was because mishum drachim, because we said the derech was a feminine word. Says the Gemara, what's with the derech? Just drop the word derech and just use the right gender term. Why are we doing this? Says the Gemara, nisne dvarim v'nisne shlosha. Instead of saying drachim, say dvarim. Ha'isha nikneis b'shlosha dvarim. Instead of drachim. And then problem solved. Go back to the appropriate gender reference that you need in the Mishnah and move on. Nisne dvarim v'nisne shlosha. Says the Gemara, you can't do that. Uh, we can't do that because one of the first way, one of the ways I should say that a woman can be can get kedushin because of starubia, because that's through bia and bia referenced in the pesukim uses the word derech. Where do we see this? The pasuk says in Sefer Mishlei, the pasuk says derech gever be'alma. The way of a man is with a woman. So that's a reference to Tash uh, Meshamitu. So we see the word derech is being used there. So therefore, we need a derech in our Mishnah. And as well, another Pasuk, Kain derech isha mina efes, another Pasuk. This is also found in Mishlei, the next Pasuk. And it is the derech of an isha to be mina efes, that under certain circumstances, a woman may be tempted to be dishonest. There too, the word derech is a reference to Bia. So because of the fact that we see that derech is being used as a reference to Tash Meshamitu, we cannot swap out the word drachim in our Mishnah for dvarim. And therefore, because of that, okay, so then because the drachim has to be in our Mishnah, because drachim is female, therefore, therefore the word shalosh is going to be female and not shlosha. So says the Gemara, I understand that you have a word association between bia and derech, that makes sense. But kesef ishtar, the other two forms of a woman um, gaining kiddushin is kesef and shtar, and there the psukim don't refer to kesef and shtar related to the word derech. So says the Gemara, mishum bia, you're right, but what do you want What do you want me to do? Uh, granted that you're right that those two, kesef and, and shtar, have nothing to do with the word derech, but bia does. So because... Because B is a part of the list, so therefore our Mishnah can't say Dvarim, it has to say Drachim. Okay, but the numbers don't make sense. But two of the three things are Dvarim. Two of the three things are not Bia. You have you have Bia, which of course is related to Derech, and you have Kesef and Shtar, which is Bichlal, not related to Derech. Why don't we just say the majority rule, simple rule? Says the Gemara, This is a Lam line and requires its own uh, digging and research, that these two things of Kesef and Shtar, they're also... Uh, connected to Bia, to figure out exactly what that means. It doesn't mean that the marriage is not consummated until Tashmish Amita. These are the discussions about a woman covering her hair after the chuppah, or not covering her hair after the chuppah. Right? They've had Kedushin. They're fully married. They can touch. In theory, they could sleep together, but she's not covering her hair. It's an oddity. In fact, her will, like that a woman must cover her hair uh, from before the chuppah, because the second the chuppah is over, she's 100% married. So that has to do with these kinds of discussions of what does this mean, that when a woman is married through Kesef and through Shtar, that those are connected to Bia. 
another possibility, and with this we will be closing, I think, yeah. who is the author of our Mishnah, Rib Shimon, Titania. We're eight lines from the bottom. Rib Shimon Omer, Why does it say in the Torah that a man takes a woman and not that a woman is taken by a man? It is the way of a man, Darko, Derech. It is the Derech of a man to follow a woman, Vein Darko, Shal Isha, Lechazer, Al Ish. And Masha If a person loses something, who's gonna go look for the object? You think the object's gonna go find its owner? No. He's gotta go and look. So we assume that the dynamic between a man and a woman is that a man has to go look for the woman. She's his lost object, as it were, again, whatever the mushal means. But what we see from here is that the word derech uh, is a reference to the process of finding a woman. That's why our Mishnah uses the word derech. We'll stop right here, Mir Tashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with Dav Gimel and Masech's Kedushin, wishing you all a beautiful night and Mazel Tov Hashem, Mazel